0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode (laughs) of Sessational. Welcome back. (laughs) Thanks for joining I'm clapping, but I don't want to clap in the mic because it was... Well, you can clap. Can I? Okay. That was pathetic. That was really sad. (laughs) Oh my God. I just, I didn't want to hit the mic and mess something up. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. Oh my God. How are you, babe? I'm here. I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy to be here. And we've got a candle going right now. It's such a nice vibe. It smells so good. It does. You got it for like what? Five bucks at Target? Uh, it's ten, eleven, oh, it's ten, but eleven, fifteen, thirty-five. Don't go. I mean, it's not like thirty bucks, like Bath and Body Works. Like you still exactly. Deal. Yeah, it's, no, it's from Target, and my God, is it calling ass for us? <laughs> 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 the candles. <laughs> It is taking care of business. Yeah, it's helping all our stress. It was worth. (laughs) It was worth eleven bucks. Eleven bucks. Yeah, we went to Target and we were both surprised at what we could get for thirty bucks. It was amazing compared to like other things. We got three candles for the price of one at Bath and Body Works. Sorry, Uh this is really bad. If we ever want them to be a sponsor, I love Bath and Body Works. (laughs) I do. I love them. Do you? I do. They're just pricey and. We got yeah. a deal, and that's like exciting. I'm we dry. did, and I actually have like one of those, those little coupon things that I can redeem for like a free sixteen dollar at Bath and Body. A bath and Body, are works. you serious? I am serious. It's still sitting here. You haven't used it. Yet? I haven't. So maybe tomorrow we should go. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! You have a coupon for sixteen dollar candle? I do. For free? Yes. What? I know. Sorry. Oh my! God. How did you get that? from spreading too much. <laughs> hey, we're concerned about your bank account. Oh. We feel sorry for you. Here's no, a coupon. it's line. called being a loyal customer. Wow, that's amazing. So, I'm trying to think of a good segue. Oh, there's not. We're talking not. about five, like, okay. It's not five. Oh, it's, it's like not? 10. How many it's, is it? It's like 10 or more. So the title says 500 rated kids movies, but it's really 10. <laughs> it's really like... So 10 like 15. Was, it's like yeah, it's several underrated kids movies that from our childhood, from our childhood. well, sort of one of them isn't from your childhood. Oh, yeah, one of them I saw in my adulthood, but would have liked to have seen as a child if it existed then it's underrated. Either way, the theme is <laughs> ten underrated kids movies. It might be more than ten, but in our opinion, just ignore it. yeah, ignore that. The first one we wanted to talk about was Barbie movies, actually, from Barbie. And the first thing I think of is that Facebook group you're a part of. Yeah. So there's a—actually, um, <laughs> I think it's uh, my friend Phoebe. Shout out to Phoebe's. She turned me on to this Facebook group on Facebook. Yeah, really. I just said that. Facebook group on Facebook. But it's all about these Barbie movies. A lot of them started gaining popularity in like the early 2000s. Yeah. And they are so underrated. They are. They are really underrated. Like, I feel sorry for the kids— I feel sorry for the kids of this age who haven't seen them like anybody who's three or four right now like it's sad your life is ruined if you haven't seen it well I mean I just (laughs) I gotta be honest I don't think kids movies are that good now like I see commercials Mm. for them I'm like okay like I'm not gonna watch that like I have no interest at all well it is for kids yeah but like (laughs) even as an adult you can kind of see the appeal you know what I'm saying okay It doesn't appeal to the child in you. Right, right, right. It's just kind of like, wow, that's garbage. Like it just... They got to work on their fucking marketing, it seems like. I feel like they're running out of ideas. That's probably true. There's also been so many remakes of the same story. Mm -hmm. I want to see more original movies being made. I'm tired of seeing the same things. I'm tired of seeing Disney redo the same movie, like, three times. Oh, my God. I think there's supposed to be another Cinderella. Like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I could be wrong, stop. but... No, I'm serious. I'm like, the 2015 one was great. Can we just leave it alone? Why would they do another one? That one was great. That's underrated. I know. Or maybe I'm thinking about the one that already came out with uh, Camilla Cabello. How do you say her name? Oh, wait. Wasn't was that a Cinderella? Disney? Did, did Disney do that? I don't think did, it was did, Disney. Did, did Disney? I don't think it was Disney. But I'm just saying, like, can we have another type of story? Please stop. For the love of all Everyone things. Everyone knows Cinderella. Everyone's been very intimate with Cinderella's story. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you know that the only reason why, like, Disney has such a random, like, assortment of movies, it's like Cinderella and, like, all these random princess movies, and it's because they were public domain stories. Right. So they didn't really come up—I mean, they kind of tweaked them, but they were based on books that were public domain. That makes sense. Everything doesn't feel cohesive with Disney because of all the random— Right, they were just trying to find whatever stories whatever they could they have could the rights do. to. Right. Whereas now they just buy everything. Right. To get they the have to money, it. but they started. But the music of these Disney movies that became like such a thing on its own, and you see that with Broadway now. Yeah. We have Lion King, which is totally a hundred percent a Disney movie. Yeah. That came to fucking Broadway, but again, like that's based on one of the Shakespearean oh, stories. Really? Mm-hmm. Did Alan Menken do the music for it? No, 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 not okay. for Lion King. No, okay. Who did Lion King? Hans, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, okay. Barbie movies. Barbie movies. Totally underrated, and the one specifically that we liked the most was the Rapunzel one. Yeah. And then the Princess and the Popper one. Yes. Did you have a favorite between the two? I think I low-key prefer the Rapunzel one. Because I that was the t- first one. I think that was the first Barbie movie we ever That we ever, ever saw. It broke our Barbie cherry. Popped our Barbie cherry. No, (laughs) like that probably was the first one because I thought Princess and the Popper came out while we were alive, and we saw like the commercial for it. (laughs) I mean, like, it wasn't something from 1990 that we saw. No, but neither was Rapunzel. I think that was still the early 2000s. I think the only one that was from the 90s was the Nutcracker one we would see commercials for on the VHS. Oh, That came out in the late 90s, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, there's some Barbie movies we haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen that one, I don't think. Rapunzel 1 was the first movie that we had ever seen that was a Barbie movie. Right. <laughs> the first, movie first movie ever saw. Well, I mean it might have. I mean I don't know the first movie we ever saw. That's a good point. <laughs> Touche. But the first Barbie movie and then the Princess and the Popper was like soon after. It was soon like around after the same time. Didn't that come out like while we that I came out so. probably like two thousand <laughs> Let me look it up. Yeah. I don't know exactly when, but we were alive and well. Okay. September twenty eighth, two thousand four. Two thousand four? Two thousand four. Lots of good movies came out in two thousand four. Well, kids' movies. I feel like our generation had the best PC games. Yeah, like for kids, and good kids' movies. I feel like there was more quality. but more into quality. That's the thing that surprised me about the Barbie movies too. Is the music's really good? They're like so good, super good. And the composer actually, I believe, is one of the people from Mannheim Steamroller, who's oh like they're God. known for the Christmas. Yeah. Different kind of Christmas music. And I mean, that's what I fell in love with a lot with the Barbie movies because I, I didn't play with Barbies much. I played a little bit with them. Yeah. But I really loved, like, the music was really good. Yeah. Yeah. We would play Barbies sometimes, but it was we more did. like. But we were aggressive with them. them. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that aggressive. It was one of our other siblings who was really aggressive with them. I thought you chewed their feet off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because that's aggressive. You know what I'm saying? If you're chewing feet off. You're not wrong. I'm sorry, Ken. <laughs> I'll never be able to live that down. But this is the thing. I mean, his foot was mauled, guys. Like, they were, like the man needed some disability money. Because, like... <laughs> I don't have a foot fetish. I promise. It was because I had issues with dairy, okay? I was allergic to dairy. Dairy messed me up. And I would eat weird stuff to cope. And one of those was Ken's foot. And I'm sorry, but that's what happened. I ate Ken's foot because of, wow, maybe that's why I'm so messed up. Well, I would consider that aggressive behavior towards a yeah, Barbie. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> just like but snacking it's also on like a leg. a three-year-old just trying to cope with her stomach problems. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. So, yeah. They were great. So your favorite was Rapunzel. I think so. Well, that's tough. Like, I want to re-see them as an adult and then make a decision based off that. What would your childhood self say? Probably the princess and the pauper. Yeah. Because I love the pink dress that the one wore and it was just so... Yeah. And the concept was kind of... I think this kind of stuck out to me as a kid is that even though they looked so similar, like, their said boyfriends liked... They could see and notice the differences just in who they were and love them for who they were as, like, people. Even though they looked literally the same so I think that kind of stuck to me I don't know they cheapen the animation budget there yeah just like copy paste <laughs> <sighs> well but like you know what I mean? I mean I do yeah it's like it really is about personality in the end of the <laughs> yeah in the end because one of them was smart the other one <laughs> no they both were smart <laughs> they both were I just oh. remember the one was into science the princess yeah, the princess was sciency, and then was she
1: Oh yeah, because her, her boyfriend, boyfriend
0: was. Yeah, he was into stars or, or am <laughs> I getting confused Astronomy. with Swan Like Yeah. There's I don't too remember. much. But they were underrated. They were movies. underrated. They were good. If you have a kid. And you know, I want the music for all those movies, the soundtracks to be more available. They aren't right now. Like they're hard to find yeah. the music to it. So I just wish the soundtracks were released. Like for all the instrumentals too. Because yeah. I mean, it's some gorgeous stuff. Like, legit. Oh. <laughs> that goes high. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Key change. If it's copyright free, we should play it, like, somewhere in the yeah. box. Yeah. That's pretty. It's beautiful. Do you remember when we looked into the singer, too? Who did it? Yes. We thought she was an adult when we listened to she it She was as a kids. child. Like, the woman who does the... It's non-vocal. Barbie Rapunzel. For Barbie Rapunzel, the woman who did the, like, instrumental singing, kind of whatever you want to call that, vocalizations, right? She was a kid. Yeah. When she did it. And I was like, oh, my God. Because the voice sounded so mature to us when we were children. But then when we listened to it as an adult and we we were like, oh, my God, you can hear. It's a kid. The childlike quality in the voice. It's crazy. What other underrated movies do we have on the list? Ah, yeah. The next movie is Swan Princess, and this wasn't a Disney movie, not Barbie Swan Princess we're talking about. This is a whole, it's a whole other thing. It was, like, independent, and the music was so good, and it was, like, one of the first times I felt we were exposed to a female heroine figure. I mean, Barbie, yeah, but, like, and it's not bad to be a damsel in distress, but it was, like, that was such a common What about the character in Swan Princess was heroic to you? Oh. Yeah. I feel like we'll be getting into some spoilers. But, oh, this is a thing. This is what sets, I think, her apart a little bit, too, is that from the get-go, she kind of knows her worth. So they grow up together, this prince and the Swan Princess. And, like, everybody expects them to be married one day and love each other because it was just what was said for them. If she didn't want to hang out with him, she just didn't. He was pushing her away at some points, and she just, like, kind of created her own— I don't know. She had her own identity and, like, not tied with him. Yeah. And it showed that process, which was cool. And then when they're adults, and they're like, oh, there's feelings there. Oh, my God. There's this moment where he sees her, she sees him, (laughs) and— He said, I don't want to botch it, but he was like, You're so beautiful. Or yeah, something. something like that. And she was like, What else? You know, basically, like, what else, you know, do you like about me? Yeah. And he literally says, What else is there? <laughs> Ouch. So it was just like, you know, and she got pissed. Because they've known each other their whole lives. <laughs> their whole lives. And that's all he had to say? <laughs> like, wow. This isn't a fucking one night stand. Like, no. what the hell? Like, yeah. It's a kids' movie. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, every girl would want to hear, oh, I'm beautiful. You know, every girl that wants to be beautiful would want to hear that, right? Right. So, for that to be—I mean, very early on in the movie, Uh where she's like, but what else? What else? else?" You know, and he's like, uh. What else? And that stuck out to me, too, because as a kid, I think that line is funny now, (laughs) as an adult, with some more self-worth. But as a kid— I was equally confused. I was like, yeah, <gasps> why was she mad? I had no idea because I was right. like, yeah, she's gorgeous. Right. Take the like, compliment yeah. and move on. Exactly. <laughs> Red flags. But- <laughs> Seriously. No, that's a good point. That's a good point because what's the problem with what he said? Mm-hmm. Right. He complimented her. He complimented her. But there's more to compliment. There's more to value than uh-huh. just Beauty. how she looks. Yeah. And then so she does get changed. He was one and all the stuff. Put the music. The music. And, and the guy who conducts the orchestra, the old guy, is hilarious. Like the guy oh, who Yes. Yes. I forget his name him. Like watching that as an adult, he made me laugh a lot. Because really? He's such I, a we sassy need to see son it. of a bitch. I know. Okay. We do. That's a really good one. Oh and that's not God. one I know a lot of people have seen. Yet. No. Early nineties film. There was also this one part where it was just really it was self sacrificial. Like there was a part where she was trying to get his attention as a swan or whatever. So she flew by him or something and like the prince is hunting. He's like out hunting and he sees her as a swan and like almost kills her. But like she was trying to like talk to him and what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I she was, I she was go just trying that. to talk to him, this and she just, almost gets shot. There's so many good moments in that movie, <laughs> including almost death, near death experiences. But maybe that's oh, I can't, I can't, I can't talk too much about the wait, spoilers. But what about the other characters though? The turtle and the frog and the great side support, great side characters, amazing side characters. Like they got sass, they got life. Like they're not just side characters. Too. Yeah, they were very lively. Yeah. And they help her a lot. Yeah. They do a lot of heavy lifting. They do. In the movie. So yeah, the side character is pretty dope. And the villains were pretty... Unsettling. Pretty unsettling. Yeah. yeah. The Rothbard guy and his little like mini... Mini whoever she was. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> little minion. That was a little bit weird. That's a little weird. But overall, it was an underrated movie. Leah wants to talk about other parts of the movie, but we're not going to because we don't want to give spoilers. Yeah. You have to watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. So the next one we got is Land Before Time slash An American Tale, because those were, I think, done by the same people. Yep. Land Before Time was the first movie I saw where I I, I cried a lot because the mom dies, you know? That's how the whole story starts. She dies, and you see him having to grapple with the loss, and then they have this crazy earthquake and everything. Yeah, yeah. The earthquake might have happened first. Earth and then she, shake, Earthshake, yeah. Yeah. The earth shake happened first, earth I think. Earthshake, yeah. And that's partly how she died. So you see him, like, have to—he's on his own. And several other kid dinosaurs are. And it's just, like, when he had to deal with the loss, like, her saying goodbye to somebody who's, like, she's dying. Like, as a kid, however old we were, like, that hit hard to yeah. me. That was the first movie, one of the only ones where I bawled like a baby when I saw— That one. Yeah. Yeah. And we were young. Like, But then I wanted to watch it again. Like, I loved it. I loved being made to feel something. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, with The Land Before Time and American Tale, like, they are rather deep in theme for kids' movies. So I think you would have to gauge it child per child because I feel like... I saw them too young. We're only a year apart, but I feel like when I saw them, I just... Both of them are just the American Tail one. Because American Tail has a couple parts to you, these like the wave monster and stuff like that. That's a little it's creepy. A little, scary. a little creepy. Land Before Time, like there's little things, like him and the tree star. Like, why did he love the tree star? Because wasn't it something his mom gave to him? So it's like he's clinging to that. And like, there yeah. was also a moment like, I think it was after she died. Like, oh my God there was some of her leftover footprints yeah (laughs) he would just sit in it (laughs) he'd fall asleep in the footprint he would yeah fall asleep in a footprint Uh, how fucking sad I'm (laughs) tearing up (laughs) so Leah is getting emotional (laughs) I'm sorry I am getting emotional no but it's like it makes you feel something like it really yeah it really does so if you want to feel like shit if you want to feel something no they're beautiful stories they're beautiful stories both those movies are done by the same people. Was there... Do you have a favorite between those two? I feel like I remember more of American Tail. Mm. And there's some adult humor in that, too, that I saw later. Oh, it was, like, yeah. some some inappropriate... Like, I for a kid, there's it went over old, my head. There's this tall mouse. He's, like, looking at another female mouse. Yeah, and boobs, he's drunk. Right? Yeah. That's it's fucking weird. It's weird. There's some That's weird little stuff like that. Five Will, it's... <clears throat> I love and hate that movie, I would say equally, because it's like you have this little mouse family, and is like the little son, and there's like a sister, and the mom and the dad, and they're in Russia, I guess, Mm -hmm. and they they want to, and the dad thinks that there's no cats in America, because that's what everybody says, and all this stuff, and boy, were they wrong, right, They were wrong. Oh, my God. Haley, my cat is across the room, laying down. (laughs) baby. (laughs) will was an adventurous kind of rebellious kid and you could kind of sense the frustration that the parents had with him because he was just a little bit more defiant. Not that it was out of like a bad nature just out of curiosity. Would you say defiant or adventurous? Oh it was adventurous but he would defy like he would rebel. Like will come back and he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And that got him in really big. Like he got lost. He was separated from so his family. Don't disobey your. So don't parents. Diso- Yeah, but that kind of <laughs> stilled. I think that fear oh, a little bit. Like legitimately. Legitimately. Oh. Like oh my god, if you're, oh, you could be abandoned. You could be alone and abandoned. Like if you, these are dark movies. <laughs> well, those ones are because those they are just a little. Like you said, the themes are a little, a little heavy. Little heavy. So proceed with caution if you're going to watch the movie. But so. Spoiler alert, because Leah's going to talk about one part of the American know if tale. I should. Yeah. Okay. I'll include the timestamp well, to skip to. And this is interesting. Okay. Five old, the little mouse, he's not around his family anymore. Okay. They got separated <laughs> trying to go to America. That stinks. Sucks to be you, kid. But there was a scene where it's five o- and, like, other orphan mice. Yeah. And they are awful to him. Yes. They are literally picking on him and saying that his family didn't want him. And, like, all that. Like, <laughs> this is not. You make sure your child is very secure in who <laughs> they are in, in your guys' relationship. And it's not nice to be that way to other people. Right. Like, other kids. Other, other orphans. orphans. Yeah. We're telling this to him. Yeah. And he, oh, my God. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> Yeah, and then he kind of is in anger. He's like, well, fine. Like, I don't care about them either. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets mad because, you know, they're, I mean, they're being really pessimistic, I guess. But they've also been abandoned. I guess the point is that they've been hurt, right? So they're hurting this other kid, trying to make him face reality a little bit faster because he's, you know, oh, so naive because he thinks his family's trying to go get him. And they are. Like, there's a whole other part to the story that they're trying to look for him, but he doesn't see that. Right. He's alone. Yeah. And to see that grief process, like it's just messed up hearing that from other kids to another orphan kid. <laughs> I feel like I saw them too young. I definitely feel like I saw Five All way too young. American Tale. Yeah. I saw it way too young. What about Flushed Away? Did you see that oh one too God. young? Oh my God. Flushed Away is really funny. It is so, oh my God. That it's is so underrated. So and the underrated. voice cast is amazing. It's so good. It's Hugh Jackman. Yes. Kate Winslet. And Kate Winslet. Ian McKellen is and the And Ian Toad. McKellen. Is the main villain? It is so good. Oh my gosh! It's my favorite funny animated movie. Like the story is is unique and yeah. like, is it snails that are? It's like slugs. Slugs yeah. that sing like don't be happy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And like they have this amazing arrangement as they're like going in the sewers. <laughs> Again, the music is the really good. good. Yeah, we didn't touch on that for the last two movies, but I would say the music is good. It's like. The score is really good. It's like kids' dramas. Yeah. It's like animated kids' dramas. Yeah. And despite them being cartoon characters, it still hits you in the feels. Yeah. Now, flushed Away, so funny. And the voice acting is brilliant. The writing is hilarious. It's just so funny. Definitely recommend that for, I don't know, For any age. No one's funny. Yeah. I, I saw it again in college and was like, damn, yeah, this is a really good movie. Like, so funny. Yeah. A hundred percent. Ten out of ten. Another one that I think is really funny, and actually, I never cried while watching this movie as a child. But when I saw it as an adult, when I saw it on an airplane just for shits and giggles, I actually got teary-eyed watching this movie, and that movie is Robots. You cried? Yes. Why? Because, you know, the dad is trying to encourage him to pursue his dreams, and then the person who has inspired him to see a need, fill a need, which is the main kind of theme of that movie. The very person who inspired him, his hero, is no longer seeing a need and feeling a need. He's alone by himself and not doing the world any good anymore. He's not giving to the world and his devastation with that. And I think feeling lost is what he's supposed to do. Yeah, You know, it just hit me different as an adult. Because he's also alone in a city. His parents have, like, that's what it was, I think, was they were like, you know, how you met Big Weld? Like, how'd that go? And he's depressed because it didn't go well. Like, it was anything but he wanted it to be. Right. I'm not saying it stays that way, but it's a really good piece because he grew up being inspired by somebody who yeah. no longer walked their talk. And he was doing so much good because of that person. That person inspired him to do a lot of good. But not only does it have that message in a way about pursuing your dreams or the things that you envision you can build and give to the world, mm-hmm. but my God, Robin Williams isn't it? Oh, Robin! His Williams. voice, his, oh. his everything. Like there's, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm Re-cola. singing in the oil. Uh, uh, I'm dancing in the oil. Remember oh yeah, I'm like, singing in the oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And something interesting about that whole moment with his hero, the main protagonist. Yeah, hero, Robbie. I think Rob, Robert. Rob. Is it Robbie? What's his name? I don't know. I can't remember. Ewan McGregor's character. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but how you can look up to somebody and be inspired to do that thing that they do and to help other people. But your hero can change, and they can change for the worse. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's... And that doesn't mean that you have to either. Right. Just because they do, you can still make your own choices to correct things that they won't correct anymore or won't give attention to anymore. Right, right. People let you down. (laughs) Yes, they do. But the other thing, though, is that he's surrounded by a bit of an adopted family. Mm -hmm. Along with Robin Williams' character, you have other robots who are very much supportive of him and love him. That was his name. Rodney. That was his name. The main character's name was Rodney. Leah just remembered it. (laughs) Rodney Copperbottom. Yeah. (laughs) I forget. Copperbottom. Copperbottom. All right. You were talking about the adopted family. Yeah, but he is surrounded by other younger robots that just love him and want him to help the other people in their community because it's everyone's needing help. Yeah. They need parts fixed. They're quite literally falling apart. And they can't afford, you know, the new parts or the new bodies or whatever it is they're trying <laughs> to sell. <laughs> yeah. They can't afford the new iPhone. It's, Basically. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of good in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the evil villains are pretty... They're really funny. They are. They're really funny. funny. It was a great balance of like, oh, that's a bad guy, but like, really, really funny. It struck a really good balance, I thought. It did, and the music, Music. the score is awesome. Yes, one of his last animated movies, probably Robin Williams. I mean, honestly, because it might have been. I don't remember. I don't remember if he did anything after 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 Aladdin. Yeah. Did you know that he didn't want to be marketed for Aladdin? And that's why he never did anything for Disney anymore, because he was like, I'll do this, but don't use me as like a marketing. Like, I don't want to be used in that way. It was something interesting. And they ended up doing it anyway. That's why he didn't do Aladdin 2 and 3. That's why he didn't do the other Aladdin movies, is because he... He didn't do the other ones at all? No, because Disney didn't keep their agreement. Something like that. I I don't know. I would have... Made a different agreement if I knew I had to use that for marketing. Uh Because, I mean, he carries that movie. Yeah, he does. Next up is one of my favorite kids' movies of all time, Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. It was one of the more grown-up films that I saw as a kid. Yeah, kid drama. It's a kid drama, but, it again, its themes are a little bit more deep, and the villain is dark. Like, we're getting into actually evil territory. And feminine dark. Feminine dark, yeah. Not that all females in that film are dark or evil or less than, because you have other female protagonists who kick ass and who are heroes. Like, all four of those kids are heroes. All kids. Yeah, all kids. All All four of those kids. And I mean, my God, growing up and you have, Peter Pevensey and Edmund Pevensey and Mr. Tumnus as, like, childhood crushes. Like, (laughs) goddamn Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then later on, the second one, Prince Caspian. Oh, Oh, yes. No, I had the biggest crushes on some of these guys. But that aside, the movies are actually really good. The CGI, I think, is still really good. Really carries. It still holds. Again, especially for being in the early 2000s and being a kid's movie, the quality... The music. Oh my God. Who did the music for that? Harry Gregson Williams. I've never heard of He's that. done some other stuff. He did I mean, Shrek, right? No, that was the same director. Same director who did Narnia did Shrek. Yes. How weird is that? Very different movies. So, Harry did Shrek. He did Narnia. And he did the Tigger movie. The Tigger movie, that has to make it to the list. And he did Flushed Away. <gasps> Get out of town. He I'm, did not Flushed even, away? I'm not even. I'm not even shitting you. Oh, my God. So that makes sense. That does make sense. Oh, my God. The Tigger movie. That's got to make it. If you feel lost and huh That's Kenny Loggins. I'm messing up on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? Oh, that was. <laughs> it's Haley. But the Tigger movie. Tigger movie. What do you remember about that one? It's a whole thing on identity, and because you don't have a family— That looks like you. That looks like you, that you don't belong. And mm. it's such a powerful, oh my gosh, concept. It's yeah. so good and was so original, I feel like. But the thing that he realizes, his family, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet— And, and Rue. And Roo, They're all his family, and they all love him, and it doesn't mean you have to look the same it's a beautiful film it's so beautiful but i can also appreciate how tigger's looking so fervently for a family where he came from yeah where he came from where did i come from and that's such a relatable a yeah, relatable question so then before we get to our final movie we had a couple i should say a few honorable mentions i'll let you talk about that one. okay okay <laughs> you were in love with that movie Kind of like how I was... In love with the B-movie? Yeah, which was a weird time in my life. Okay. We don't talk about that. This should happen. This is for real. Okay. So one of the movies that we included as an honorable mention is the 2003 made-for-TV film A Wrinkle in Time. This was one of the trippiest things I've ever seen. It was. But oh my God... The lead character kind of looked how I looked when I was growing up. Like, she had this messy bun, and that's all she wore. She had, like, a sweatshirt, and she had brown hair. And she was kind of basic looking. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she was. like Tomboy. That's, she was a tomboy. She was 100% a tomboy, and she was so protective of her younger sibling. Her little brother. Yes. I mean, super protective of him. And so I was, like, 12... Yeah, when we saw that. And I don't know. I just really loved it. I mean, it was cheesy. Like, we all, like, were aware of, like, the cheese, the CGI. The CGI was bad. But, I mean, if the CGI was better... If it was, it would have been pretty that amazing. That was probably the most, like, awkward thing about it was just the CGI. Like, the story and stuff overall. It was just interesting. It needed to be polished a little bit. Oh, of course. No, I must say there was cheese involved. but <laughs> There I, was cheese. But in the same way, Twilight... Hate me if you hate me, but there's some cheese in those movies. Like, oh, yeah. So, if you know you're going to watch it with that expectation, it's a good experience because yeah. it's that's what your expectation is going into it. So, it is not as high quality as like Narnia or anything. Right. But it is a fun, it was fun to watch at 12. Like, it was. So, and again, I think it's because I just saw myself a little bit in the lead character and yeah. I hadn't seen a teen girl portrayed the same way before. She just wasn't trying so hard. Like, she was very kind of quiet, and she liked her music. And, of course, the boy that was into her was cute. But, like— But she would also, like, prioritize her little brother. She <laughs> did, exactly. She was, like—and he kind of understood her prioritization of her family. Yeah. So, the other two honorable mentions. Yeah. You want to take on— uh, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase? Oh, my God. Oh, so funny. It was so good. And we love Scooby-Doo growing up. Ugh. It was probably the most rebellious cartoon that we were allowed to watch because we were so sheltered because I had ghosts and haunted stuff. And when we went to Christian school, kids be like, you're allowed to watch that? And we'd be like, yeah. But then they would be like, are you allowed to watch High School Musical? We'd be like, no. So it, it was— <laughs> I'll say this. At one point, one of my friend's moms was really upset. <laughs> really upset. <laughs> like mad and mad with my parents' parenting choices, I guess, that I was allowed to see Harry Potter growing up and that I wasn't allowed to see Twilight. And I was watching Harry Potter. This is like sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. And this woman was so upset that I had seen Harry Potter because of the witchcraft element, whereas my parents' argument about Twilight was, well, what about the, the sexual stuff in Twilight and how that's arguably more real-life than any of the magic in Harry Potter is supposed to be, and there is a clear definition between using the magic for good and using it for evil, just as there's magic in fucking Narnia. Like, right. it's the same thing. Like, there's good magic and there's bad magic. So it's like, just because it contained witchcraft to some degree, it was like such a no-no. But Twilight is about vampires. Mm-hmm. How it's bad about, is that? It's about being undead and How not going to any better? eternal life. I don't know. And that's why, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that's don't care so anymore. dumb. It is. I. It was weird. But she was like, "It was weird, man." Again, like a self righteousness because she's only allowing her kid to watch one set of movies, and that's better than the other ones. Like morally better. That's some toxic shit right there. Yeah, it is. So back to the thing at hand, Scooby Doo. Because of the hauntedness and stuff, of Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. It was so funny. It just. Really lighthearted and a great story for Scooby-Doo. It was just an original concept on the already loved idea of solving mysteries and stuff. They had to basically team up with other versions of themselves, like within a computer game. It was just really, really fun. Yeah. Really great movie. Then out of for all <laughs> kinds of kids. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's other one that you put on the list, which you said you didn't see as a child. No, I... <laughs> this, is a, this is a kid's show that I've seen in my adulthood. And I think it's so cute and completely underrated. But it's called Ron's Gone Wrong. And it's so... Like, I was laughing my butt off during this movie. Like, consistently. It was so funny. The concept is talking on technology... And how these kids can get these robots that, like, will help them make friends and help them get a social life. Oh. And you're, like, unpopular if you don't have one. And so this kid who's, like, socially awkward and stuff, he's the only one in his class who doesn't have one of these adorable robots. And he gets one for his birthday. But it's one that's basically bought off the black market. Like, it (laughs) doesn't—it's got— Malfunctions. It's got some things wrong with it. And the whole slogan for these robots is that they're your best friend out of the box. And so his has got issues with it and he just like wants to return it. And like the robots, like, well, I thought like I was your best friend. Like (laughs) just it's really funny. It's so wholesome because this robot isn't like the other ones. It doesn't have like a lot of safety features and stuff. Like it it protects the socially awkward kid. Right. It goes to great lengths. It goes to great lengths to really be a friend and not just get him likes on Instagram, essentially, mm, okay. which is the whole premise of the story. Is that the robot is actually a friend? It's just really sweet. That's it's a great cool. movie. I love it. That's fine. sweet. Yeah. So that's Ron's Gone Wrong. Yes, I think made in twenty twenty one. Like it's a very recent, recent movie. Yeah. Cute. Last but not least, probably our favorite movie together. Yes. from our childhood. Yes. And the first movie we ever saw in theaters as kids. Yes. Do we say it at the same time? Sure. Okay. Spirit <laughs> <laughs> Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Cimarron? I think so. I hope. I still don't fully know what that word means. No. But it sounds like cinnamon. It does. <laughs> and Hans Zimmer did the music. The music oh. is amazing in the movie. It's an amazing movie. And the amazing thing is, is that the characters don't even talk. They don't talk at all. at all. You have voiceovers that are narrating what the main character is thinking. Yep. But you never really have characters that are talking. Like you don't have horses that move their mouth and are speaking. It's very much like focused on their facial expressions that the animators did. It's focused on the music and how that's making you feel. Yep. And focused on whatever narrations exist for a certain scene. It's amazing they pulled it off, and it was as captivating as it was. Mm -hmm. There was no funny voices carrying the character or something. And I would say it's a drama, but it's very light. It's not—it's nothing like Land Before Time, five all, and not nearly as heavy as Narnia. But it's like a drama to that sense. It's not a comedy. No. And I would say some people might already be familiar with Spirit because of the Netflix animated show— that's not the same thing. No. Like, that's a dumbed-down version of what I'm talking about, and it kind of pisses me off. That it's a that's... dumbed-down version of our childhood. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, I guess they had to make money where they can make it, but this is what inspired that whole thing later on, and that was like over a decade after it existed. That yeah. show came on. The music is amazing, and we were young when we saw it, and we didn't need much to be absolutely captivated by this movie. Mesmerized. Mesmerized. It was so great. There was so much to the characters, and you understood exactly what was going on. Yeah, there was no ambiguity. There was no ambiguity for a movie with essentially no talking and to yeah. understand exactly what was going on as like under four. It was yes. just amazing. And the animation was really good. It was. it was. It was. Yes. Gosh. Now, that was one of our favorite movies ever as a kid. Honestly, it probably contributed a lot to our music taste, the way that we listen to music, our love for epic music. And even Swan Princess. And Swan Princess. And I think that's why. Yeah, because we were really drawn to some of these movies where the music was a really good component in the movie. Like they did not cheapen the music at all. Nope. So even those Barbie movies. Really consistent with all the movies, including yes. Fievel and *Lamb yes. Before Time. Like, the music was good. Yes. Like, oh, my God. But in the case of Spirit, the music is almost very much a character. Like, it's very much—you have Brian Adams also singing the songs that were written for that movie. And even a duet with Sarah McLaughlin for the credits. And the, that one's a little— It's a little spicy. A little spicy, that song. But um, beautiful. Gorgeous <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, gorgeous song. And then Hans Zimmer's score, I can't believe it didn't get more credit for how good the music really was, how good the movie really was. Yeah. It was overshadowed by Shrek, which just— Which I understand. Like, that's a great movie, but they achieved a lot of interesting things with this movie. Yeah. Without saying a word, really. Yeah. The only people who talked were real-life people, like humans, Mm -hmm. in the movie, who were also characters and were talking amongst themselves or maybe to the horse, but it's not like the horse was responding was very much whatever you hear is just the voice inside his head, but the horse himself is not speaking. Right, right. I loved how they made a point to not do that. Yeah, because that would have made it so much easier. You would. And unrealistic. (laughs) So good. (laughs) 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. So we hope... You enjoyed this eclectic mix of underrated kids movies. Yeah, I hope that it helps to... I mean, because we're early on doing this podcast and I hope it helps you to know us a bit better and why we are the way that we are to a certain degree. Basically, the way that we are is because of these movies. Basically. Sometimes I feel like stuff hits me deeply, like some of these kids movies. And I think that's why is that I watch some of these kids movies too early. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you guys had fun and maybe go... Watch, watch a some movie. Of them. Yes. We've also talked about doing an episode on movies and music that bring us to specific memories or that jog particular feelings and emotions. So yeah. that'll probably be another episode later down the line, but thank you guys for checking this out. Yeah. And uh before we sign off, we love you. We're rooting for you. And you matter. Bye. Bye.